Welcome to Revive, the marketing podcast for manufacturers. My name is Jared Faulkner, the client services manager here at Vive. Today on Revive, we're excited to supplement last month's podcast topic of recruitment and manufacturing by having Jennifer Latiolis join Revive to share her impressive experience as a marketing and HR professional in the plastics industry. Jennifer is going to share some key insights on developing messaging and stock interview questions, properly streamlining the onboarding process, and how to effectively develop a functioning employee retention program. Jennifer, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Jared, for having me. To give ourselves and our listeners a little bit of an understanding of who you are, please share a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and a few fun facts that make you you. Sure. I live in Texas. I have a bachelor's degree in business administration with a specialization in marketing. I've been in business development, marketing, and overseeing human resources and personnel development. I've been working in the plastics industry for collectively 10 years and have been involved in rebranding, business turnarounds, culture development, implementation of training programs, and developing community workforce programs. I guess a fun fact about me would be I'm super driven. I have three kids. I'm always working or looking for work around my house. I have seven dogs, one cat, one tortoise, and about 20 chickens, and I live for vacation. Thank you for the fun facts. I as well live for vacation. and can't. It's easy to get away from Wisconsin when it's uh, very bitter cold almost all the time, and I'm sure you feel the same way a little bit in summer when it gets to be about 120 degrees or so for you. I love the hot weather. <laughs> yes. Well, again, thank you for the introduction. Now, being being in the field of marketing, my mind always goes to branding. Generally, it's developing a professional and personal brand to create the narrative that myself or our clients are subject matter experts in their designated field. But in, in this case, in, in the same can be said about human resource professionals. How do they need to be selling their personal brand? Well, the first thing I always tell a new HR professional that works for me is that you're a salesperson. Your audience is your employees, your potential employees in the community in which you work. So I make sure that anyone in HR or even the person sitting at the front desk knows about our company, our capabilities, and how to properly answer frequently asked questions that protect our brand image. It is important to create a client experience for new customers, but it's also important to create a client experience for new employees and potential new employees. Just like anything else, it's about creating that unforgettable experience. Now, since marketing is typically responsible for consumer forward-facing material, how important is it for human resources to work in tandem with marketing to develop messaging that supports HR's efforts? Your number one customer and your number one asset is your employees. If you want to be successful and grow your business and win in the retention game, then you need to treat your employees in a way that drives an entrepreneurial spirit throughout your company. Marketing is really good at controlling the brand message because they understand the company's strategies, goals, vision, mission, and core competencies. HR should also be at the leadership table and truly engaged in understanding these as well. In my opinion, marketing and HR should have a standing meeting every week for at least 15 minutes to discuss any needs or issues to work collaboratively together. Marketing can help HR with local or state advertising for new talent, rewriting job postings to get more traction, writing the elevator speech to start all interviews off with, internal communication to all employees, job flyers, internal and external employee program flyers, 
ideas for retention programs, digital employee surveys, and creating a streamlined and employee experience during new hire through the first 90 days. Yeah, and I, and I think that's a very important point. So, so when preparing for an interview with a candidate, what format do you follow for consistency? Is there a way for every candidate to receive a similar experience? Yes. So you're selling to a potential client when you're asking them to join your team. So for instance, you should always start an interview off by setting an agenda and in your interview by developing what the next steps are for the candidate, just like you would in a sales presentation. So if I were role playing, I would sound a little bit like this, you know, thank you so much for your time today. First, I'm going to tell you a little bit about our company. I'm going to ask you some questions and I'll let you ask me some questions. Does that sound fair? Of course, they always say yes. Then you should always end the interview in a similar manner, going to the next steps in the process. I really appreciate you taking the time to meet with me today. The next steps are X, Y, and Z. So if you do not hear back from me within a certain time frame, which you would establish what that is based upon your process, feel free to reach back out to me. Another thing that's very important to me in this process is having stock interview questions for every single job position in your organization. This ensures that you're able to truly benchmark each candidate against one another because you're always asking the same questions per their job type. This also makes interviewing super easy for your team and it takes preparation time down to five minutes. Yeah, I completely agree. Those stock questions are crucial. Thoroughly understand the candidate is the right fit for the position. And I also like that you mentioned a time frame for the prospect to expect the response. Being in this position before uh, of waiting for a response, it's, it's draining and can be a little bit awkward and the communication process isn't established. But throughout these thorough candidacy efforts, you've hopefully been able to identify who would be the best fit for your team. To make sure things go smoothly and in order, is there some sort of streamlined onboarding process you've implemented? Yes. So you spend a lot of money into bringing in the right candidates. Just like it's important to deliver whenever you get a new customer, it's also very important to deliver when you get a new employee. The new hire experience will positively or negatively impact your image in the community. If you're good at the new hire experience, you will see lots of employees referring other employees or potential employees to you, and you'll also receive community referrals, which in result cuts down your acquisition cost of a new employee. If you're bad at the new hire experience, you will see a lot of turnover within the first 90 days, and it will be hard to hire within your market. Another very important part to the new hire experience is training. So you need to ask yourself, do you have a formal training program? Are you able to onboard community members who knew nothing about your business and have them be experts within the first 90 days? If you answer no to those, then that's where you need to invest your money and your time to fix this process. Another key component to retention is having a formal grow your own or promote from within philosophy within your company. And you have to make sure you follow it. Having guidelines around it or a policy around it is just not enough. You have to follow through. Yeah, and, I, and I'm also an advocate for hiring within the company. If, if you have the talent right in front of you, why not take it? It'll be a cultural builder for not only that teammate, uh, but for the rest of the team as well. Um, but now after yes. conducting these comprehensive onboarding processes and robust training programs, how do you celebrate? Or, or better yet, what do you celebrate as those little or big wins? It's important to recognize all wins, correct? Yes. First of all, you need to evaluate your employee programs at minimum annually. 
and the leadership team should be involved in these conversations. You should be sending out employee surveys at a minimum annually as well. And in these surveys, you need to ask your employees how they feel about these employee programs. Are they working? There's no point in spending and investing time and money into a program that nobody even appreciates. Also, find a way to have fun monthly, like do drawings, baking contests, guess how many pieces are in a candy jar, chili cook-offs, pumpkin carving contests, Easter egg hunts, art contests, anything to drive fun in your environment that's outside of what you actually do for a living. Focus on rewarding your employees monthly with perfect attendance bonuses instead of spending money on sign-on bonuses. This is super important. Employees that have worked for you for a long time just get outraged by sign-on bonuses. So focus your efforts into the people that are actually there putting in the work for you every single day. Also, annual recognition parties, celebrating milestone anniversaries, employee of the month winners, annual champion winners, perfect attendance, along with any other recognition program you have. Also, have each manager speak and be involved in the event, recognizing their team specifically and individually. Do something fun at your event for team building, bowling, casino night, arcade games, just infuse fun into your workforce. Sounds to me, Jennifer, like you know how to have some fun. <laughs> I like it. And again, I'm in agreement with you. Uh, and these small recognitions can go a, a long way as well. But, but back to revisiting the streamlining process and the effectiveness of talent recruitment efforts, what data have you established that actually illustrates success in these efforts? First, you need to understand how much it costs your company for turnover. Second, you need to figure out what your monthly turnover looks like. What's the percentage and what's the timeline in which people generally turn over? So then you can determine why they're turning over. Third, you need to evaluate how much you're spending for talent acquisition. How much are you paying recruiters? Indeed cost, LinkedIn cost, etc. Wherever you're investing your money. Once you determine all of your costs, then you need to determine what is your first realistic goal to reduce these costs. For instance, say your turnover is 10%. Your first goal is going to be to get to 7% within the first six months and then maybe 5% within the second six months. You have to start somewhere. It's not realistic to say you're gonna go from 10% to 2% within six months. You have to set realistic goals and you have to come up with action plans on how you're gonna to get to those goals. Also, any cost savings that you provide to the company for turnover should stay within your department. Don't ever let go of that money. For instance, if you save $20,000 in turnover for the year, then you should take that $20,000 and refocus it into adding additional retention efforts within your business. Some ways that I know I was able to win in the hiring and retention game was we were receiving monthly referrals for new employees from existing employees, and we were able to eliminate all recruiter costs, and we were able to reduce our turnover from 5% to 2% monthly. Yeah, those are some impressive statistics. Now, how, how big of a jump would that be going from a 5% to a 2% in monthly turnover uh, as far as that additional, let's say, $20,000 for, for, the, for the company? Well, it really just depends on how many employees you have and what your acquisition costs are. So first, you have to figure out what are your true costs. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, if anyone today that's listening would like to get in touch with you, is there a good way to reach you, even perhaps maybe follow you on LinkedIn? Sure. That works perfect. Okay. Well, that wraps up this episode of Revive. Thank you again for listening to Jennifer Latiolis and her expertise. Stay tuned for more episodes of Revive, the marketing podcast for manufacturers.